You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 91 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Barbara McGinnis, partner and certified elder law attorney at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we're speaking about taxes. Often, families ask questions about taxes. They'll gift money or put their child's name on a deed without thinking through those tax consequences of those actions. Joining us for this discussion is Dustin Littlepage, a CPA with McMurray Fox & Associates. Welcome, Dustin. Thanks for having me, Barbara. So one of the types of taxes that we need to take in consideration in estate planning is capital gains taxes. How do they affect heirs of property? Well, capital gains taxes uh, are, are high on the discussion list, especially um, as clients age. Um, capital gains occur when things such as property, uh, stocks and bonds, and other similar items are sold. Um, the revenue that's generated gets capital gains treatment uh, for tax purposes. Capital gains uh, rates are much lower than the standard uh, ordinary tax rates and uh, makes it more advantageous for tax purposes. Um, For instance, if you think about if a child inherits a piece of land um, and they would like to sell that land, then if they sell it at or near the time of someone's death and it's been inherited, they get a step up in basis. So their basis is stepped up to a brand new value and that value uh, establishes um, a new basis, right? That's their new basis. That's their new new basis. And then, uh, so when they go to sell it, um, there really is a capital loss created um, because of the selling expenses of disposing of the land. Um, that's one of the powers of the, uh, being able to inherit property at someone's death. Um, other types of items um, that you might have, such as stocks and bonds, you know, each year you get statements from um, your investment advisor and, and your investment advisor um, gives you the amounts of gains and losses. So that kind of, that can kind of help you quantify what, what it would typically look like um, as far as the, the calculations of those things. But it, it's very important um, as it relates to heirs, whenever they inherit things, if they're not sold timely within, um, I would say, about 12 months of someone's death, generally evaluation should occur to establish that new stepped up basis in the assets. That way, um, in, the, in the future, when, when they are sold or disposed, then that would allow uh, that individual to have a, um, a set amount that they could 
proved to the IRS was their stepped up basis at the time of that person's uh, death. So it's very important um, to think about when, when you're thinking about transition uh, from uh, one person to another at the time of death. And there's really not been too much change, too much new stuff related to capital gains taxes. I know there's a lot of talk about potential changes, but there really hasn't been any big changes about capital gains taxes in the last few years, right? There hasn't, there hasn't been a lot of uh, big changes. Um, the one thing that was implemented, uh, if your capital gains reach a certain point, you will also have to pay a net investment income tax. Um, and that's calculated uh, based on a formula. And if, if you, if your gains are over a certain amount, then that, that additional amount kicks in and it it's, uh, adds an additional 3.8% of taxes uh, to the equation. Um, they've, they've discussed many changes that could be on the horizon, yeah. but overall the, the rates are currently the same. I do look for them to, to change somewhat in 2022 and going forward. You know what? Listening to you makes me feel so good about the advice that I give our clients here. And that's contact your CPA and talk to your accountant when you have questions about these taxes, because it, it's just something that ordinary people probably are not keeping um, all those little nuances in their head. And that's okay. It's just reach out to a professional that can help you when you have a question. Um, is there a time when you're actually you're selling something at a gain that you don't have to pay capital gains taxes, like when you're selling your home? Absolutely. The sales of a principal residence, um, if you live there two out of the last five years and it's been your principal residence, um, if it's an individual selling it, they can have a gain of up to $250,000. And if it's a married filing joint couple, they can have a gain of up to $500,000 and not pay tax on that. Now, that doesn't mean you don't need to report it on your uh, tax return, but it does mean that you don't have to pay tax on the gains from the sale of that property. Right. Yeah, that, that's such a, that is such a nice carve out in the tax law. So if a person were to put their children on the deed to their house like we're just we're just adding them to the deed how would that impact the child's tax basis when they inherit one day well that's that's highly problematic and we see that uh from time to time um we, we generally would uh, would advise against that because, <laughs> yeah we do too <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day if you put the, your children on the deed, then the step up goes away and it just transfers to them. So it, it's, it's highly problematic because let's say you, you purchased your home and it was worth uh, $200,000 when you purchased it. It's now appreciated and it's worth $275,000. They would miss out on that $75,000 additional step up to the, the fair market value basis uh, at the time that... Um, that individual dies. So it's, it's, it's something to definitely think about. And there's other ways to structure, um, to, uh, protect the assets, uh, without putting children on deeds. 
Well, would one of those ba- ways be a life estate, retention of a life estate? So like if the parents retained a life estate and, but added their children, um, is there still a step up then? No, there, there's not a step up in that case. Um, I mean, if the children are already on the deed, then uh, the, the step up uh, goes away. Okay, so the most frequent strategy we use here would be, or that we would recommend our clients to use here, would be through the use of a of a grantor trust. Correct, Um, and and that allows um, that allows the the property to be outside of um, outside of the grips of of potential uh, having to sell the house to pay potential medical bills and things of that nature, but it also allows for the, the step up at, at, at the uh, person's death. Well, what if we weren't talking about a house? What, what if we're just talking about money? How much money can someone give to someone else without having to pay gift taxes? Well, and see, gift taxes are a question that comes up Quite often, um, in fact, I, I've, I can't count the number of meetings that I've sat down with someone and, and began planning. Um, when we're talking about money, most people think, well, I can only give 15000 a year per person. Uh, so my wife and I, if we wanted to and had the means to, we could give both of our sons $15,000 each. So each son would receive $30,000. And most people think that you can't give people any more than that during a, a year, but that's that's not the case. Um, each person actually has um, currently eleven point seven million dollars that they can give to someone. That's set to sunset in, in uh, uh, twenty twenty six. But currently, you can give someone eleven point seven million dollars. Um, in your lifetime, and that's 23.4 for a married couple uh, without having to pay any gift taxes. And most of us don't have estates that are that are going to qualify for $23.4 million of gifting. So back to the house scenario, it's not about the gift tax. If we gave our child our house, it's not about the gift tax. It is about the capital gains implications and the step up. Um, but I tell folks all the time, you know, those those IRS rules about giving away money, it's 15000 per year that you don't have to put on your tax return. If you give more than that, you have to file a gift tax return. Am I saying that right to people? That is absolutely correct. And Even if you don't actually have to pay taxes because it's unified with your estate tax, but you you still have to report it if you give more than that. Correct. It's a reduction of your lifetime exemption. And uh, supposedly the IRS is actually keeping up with that. So, <laughs> Yeah. If not them, at least our accountants are doing that for us, I guess. Absolutely. If we, can, if we can give more than that away. Any proposed tax changes you feel comfortable talking about? Uh, overall, I, I think the one change we will see, our rates are going to go up across the board, uh, not only capital gains, but ordinary rates. Um, there, there's still a lot of talk about where those are going to fall out. Um, a good many of the scary items in the tax bill for our clients 
have uh, recently been been pulled back and, and are off the table. Uh, a lot of those have to do with step up in basis and, and things of that nature that um, really made some people nervous. And we saw a lot more transactions this year uh, than I feel like we would see in a normal year because everybody was scared of where the tax laws were going. So mm-hmm. um, I'm a little bit hesitant to talk about many other things in relation to the tax law because there's so many things that can and will change before they finally agree on a bill. Isn't that the truth? And, you know, I, I've i had more people that I would expect come in and want to make changes to their estate plan based on what they hear might happen. And I'm like, let's just wait and see how that all shakes out, really, because we don't want to make unnecessary changes. And, you know, it's, it's wise to watch it, but I don't it think is. I'm getting a big hurry to, hurry to make changes right now. Anything else you want to tell our listeners today, Dustin? Um, you know, I, just just try to avoid the common mistakes with uh, with taxes, whether you're trying to prepare them on your own or working with your professional. The, the biggest thing we see is underreporting of income. Um, and uh, the IRS generally gets uh, copies of, of all of, of your income. And so, you know, just make sure you're picking up everything uh, and you have all of your information in from from all the transactions that occurred during the year before before proceeding to uh, meet with your tax professional or prepare your own return. That's the most common mistake. And with the IRS backlog currently, um, it can take potentially weeks before I could talk to someone on your behalf uh, because of a tax notice you've received. So that's, that's my biggest piece of advice that um, we're currently running into. You know what? We may ask you to come back and talk about underreporting of income and the long-term implications that could have. Not just the why you shouldn't do it because it's not the right thing to do, but it actually can have some long-term impact on folks. And I think that would be an interesting thing to think about. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Takus McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com. Document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.